mean, the scenery is gorgeous. The air is crisp, not too cold. It just clears out every cobweb that could ever sit in your head. Here we are pedaling along and all of a sudden the mind wanders. Welcome to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is for the adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Welcome back to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. My name is Crystal, and I get to turn the tables a little bit and interview Wendy today. Do I be scared? Terrified. Oh, I'm a very intimidating questioner. (laughs) I'm going to dust off that journalism degree. No, I'm kidding. No, but I wanted to interview Wendy today because she just did something really exciting. Wendy, tell us, where did you just come back from? Ah, So I just spent a long weekend in Lexington, Kentucky at the Bourbon Country Burn. And so tell everybody, tell our audience, what the heck is the Bourbon Country Burn? Besides just burning my throat while I drink it. Yeah, exactly. We did three days of biking on uh, predetermined courses and the Bourbon Burn It was 1,100 bikers tooling around (laughs) the Lexington countryside for up to three, well, up to three days. There was the potential of probably riding upwards of like 300 miles. We did about 100 miles over the course of three days, which I know were slackers, (laughs) total slackers. Really? Um, Because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. (laughs) We did stops at seven distilleries. And part of this whole thing was we went glamping and got to tool around again, the, the Kentucky countryside saw leaves changing, saw horses. It was a boatload of fun. And I should preface it to say that this is, was actually a bucket list, not necessarily the bourbon burn, but biking the bourbon trail it was actually a bucket list for me and I don't drink bourbon. Well, not really. So, so, and so that's why you decided to do it. Cause that was my next question. Why did you decide to do the bourbon country burn? So <laughs> what a good question, because I had mentioned doing a back roads group or small group biking adventure. And my husband is not really a group trip kind of guy. So Mm -hmm. he had actually Googled and found the bourbon burn. And so this is something they do locally in Lexington every year, or they have for the past, I think this was the fifth one that they've done. And it's just getting people together. You don't know each other. You're hanging out and you're biking and tasting uh, bourbon. And it just seemed like a really cool thing to do. And I was like, hey, I'm game for that. Very game for it. A little bit nervous and a little bit like, 
why are we doing this? But yeah, that went away. <laughs> so why, why were you nervous? Oh gosh, that's such a loaded question. Well, a couple things. I think about this <laughs> and I think, oh, I'm not, I'm not an athlete. This is not, yes. That's <laughs> right. And then my husband reminds me that I row upwards of 50,000 meters a week. And I said, okay, well, I'm an, I'm an endurance rower, but I'm not. So it plays upon my own insecurities. Also it plays upon what if I fall <laughs> or something like that, which, well, I did. But, but at the very end, as we were getting the bike like ready to go, to put back on the car. It was actually pretty funny. It was fear of riding on roads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be a little scary. And also, I don't know, it was just, it's not something I have ever done. So yeah, I, I can, I my fear it's, it's the fear of the unknown fear of new, which is not, is a fairly common emotion common thing. for people. Yeah. So it's stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something new. So while you were doing this though, you had a lot of epiphanies about entrepreneurship and what we were doing. And that's really what we're wanting to dig into today. So talk to me about that. What was your big epiphany as it pertains to entrepreneurs? You know, there's a couple things that I would just say in general especially on Sunday, though I think I left you, no, it was Saturday, I think. Yes, it was Saturday. I think I left you a couple boxers that were like, and this is because it just picture this beautiful tree-lined road that's very narrow, (laughs) barely fit two cars on it. These incredible stone fences, circa God only knows what. You look to the left, you see trees changing color. You look to the right, you see these horse farms. I mean, the scenery is gorgeous. The air is crisp, not too cold. It just clears out every cobweb that could ever sit in your head. Here we are pedaling along, And all of a sudden the mind wanders and I start, well, you know, oh, everyone should be doing this. I think that doing something like this is like a precursor for almost pivoting because Mm -hmm. you have to step out of your comfort zone in order to see what your comfort zone is (laughs) to some extent. So that was really, you know, just really understanding that the location you're in and, and is it different than your everyday space can really be so freeing while at the same time you're hoping you're not getting run over by cars or you're very cautious, like I'm only going to have a micro sip of this very, you know, crazy stuff, just in case the scenery lent itself to being so freeing, so mind freeing. And I think that was really one of the big epiphanies that I had. The other one, you know, as entrepreneur, or just in general, in life in general, people are always judging us. <laughs> I, I should add that one of the beauties that we decided when we didn't do a back roads adventure was we went ahead and bought e-bikes and mm-hmm. our e-bikes, the guy actually on the microphone in the beginning was joking around that we had like, you know, it looked like we had like the Harley Davidson, you know, of, of e-bikes. 
because they're like the hogs, they're big and they're chunky and we have big wheels and, you know, they go, (laughs) they zip around. They're sturdy things. They're not, you know, your cute little Ducati crotch rocket kind of thing. Anyway, so we weren't hiding that we had e-bikes. There were a lot of people there who did as well, but we were definitely not hiding it. (laughs) We were out there. People comment, people who avid you know, legitimate cyclists, you know, the nose goes down. And my instinct was to be like, well, you know, we're just doing this for fun. This is not actually how I get my exercise. I'm a rower. I row. That's how I get my exercise. This is not. And then I was like, why am I justifying anything? That was a really interesting piece of it. And then finally, I'm like, you do you. You do you. I'm going to worry about myself. And I realized that a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we spend so much time looking at what other people do and what Mm -hmm. other people say and what other people think that we're not focusing on what we need to do. And I'm like, I am here to enjoy the scenery. I'm here Mm -hmm. to enjoy as best that I can. My husband's the bourbon drinker. I'm not. But nonetheless, we're here to focus on achieving our goals. Mm-hmm. You do your own goals. Eventually, people would come up behind us or it'd be like, you want to trade bikes? No, actually, I don't want to switch to your 20 speed that needs, I don't know. I don't want to go up hills that way or whatever it is. I really thought about the whole you do you thing. And that to me was probably the most powerful thing to hit me. That's really interesting. Well, because you're right, you do you, because a lot of times we find ourselves in business models or in things that don't fit, that are not like (laughs) we shouldn't be doing this, or we're not prioritizing the right thing. And you and Craig were very intent to say, no, we're here to have fun. We're here to drink some bourbon. And so you did all of those things. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I find it very interesting that people were watching you do you and wishing they could trade places. Well, only at certain times, like going up that hill. (laughs) (laughs) Just go, room, room. (laughs) And there were people who were like, you don't belong here because you're cheating. And it's like, what do you mean I'm cheating? Oh, that would be the other interesting piece. We're lifestyle entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. People think we're cheating. Or that we're not serious. We're just, this is just a hobby. Well, riding an e-bike would be a hobby too. But But a really freaking fun one. You know, I cannot say enough for our rad power bikes. And I'm not getting paid to say that we paid for our bikes, but our rad power bikes were pretty freaking awesome. Lincoln show notes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I think that that's really the interesting part about this is we're serious when we need to be serious. We're serious about safety. We're serious about enjoyment. We're serious about having fun, meeting our goals just like we are with Serendipitous Rebel. We have the hours that we want. I know I'm very fortunate and I'm very fortunate not only that you were there to hold down the fort, but also that we designed this business to allow the flexibility, whether it's you know taking time off so you can spend it with your daughter and your kids, mm-hmm. or it's going off on a bike ride or 
the next thing going to Disney running. Yeah. And for, and for the record, there was not a lot of holding down the fort I had to do because we have designed systems or put things in place (laughs) that make it so that you can step away for a long weekend because it was a long weekend. You left on what Thursday? Uh, Actually, yes. We left on Thursday and came back on Monday. On Monday. And so to have the ability to flex our schedules, to move some things around so you can leave for the weekend and go is really freeing. And I think there are other entrepreneurs in the online space that watch what we do and how we operate and go, oh, want to trade places? Well, exactly. And it's funny though, because a lot of entrepreneurs became entrepreneurs so they could be digital nomads. Is it really freeing to just be living in a different place, but still be glued to your computer, being glued to your electronics, being glued to sitting in in a room. It's like you could be anywhere. You could be absolutely anywhere. And is your business funding your ability to have that kind of lifestyle? So a lot of people say they want to be digital entrepreneurs, but they don't even make enough money to afford to take their laptop anywhere else. What I love about the way you've designed this trip and the way we've designed our business is that we design a business that funds and fuels these kind of things that we want to go do, like the bourbon run. And Wendy and I are running a marathon at Disney, a half marathon, a half marathon at Disney uh, in January. And it's kind of neat to have a business that not only allows us the time to be able to go do those things, but also the financial means to be able to go do those things. Because as Wendy just realized what the marathon ticket didn't include the ticket into the park and into the other thing that we just had to go put together. And I know when I realized all that, these things do add up, but it's the same thing with the bourbon bike run. It wasn't just, you pay for the run, you pay for the ride. And you've got to pay for the glamping and the getting there. Yeah. And then all of the amazing, how many bourbons did you end up walking away with? I think we have, yes, I posted, I don't know if we can include, uh, who can include the, in the show notes, the photo. Oh I my can. gosh. My husband took a picture of our booty. And I think that there were, I don't know, I think it's like 17 bottles. <laughs> it's okay. absolutely crazy. Well, there's the bourbon plus we had one of the distilleries is also a brewery. So there was some beer involved. And then there was also absolutely positively amazing bourbon pickles. Okay. So I saw that in the picture and that's really what I wanted. Yeah. The, the bourbon, bourbon pickles were just over the moon. You know, we, we all become entrepreneurs for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And you and I have spent a lot of time talking about that. Part of this I have grappled as I hit midlife of being invisible. It's not only the combination of being an entrepreneur that helps alleviate those feelings, but also the ability to do this type of bike ride and do things, do adventures that for me just add to, you know, my self-esteem, add to leading me towards my self-actualization, all of that stuff that I think is really important. It's not just about making money anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And in addition, it's or knowing that I need money in order to pay for all this fabulous stuff and, and things like that. Sadly, I've gone through a little of that letdown today. Mm-hmm. I realized that I'm like, okay, I need my next adventure. I need my next adventure. There you go. Yeah. So, so how much does, because you said this earlier, stepping out of your comfort zone and being in nature, how much do you think that is a factor? I think that for me, I set goals on a micro level and, and each goal is part of the comfort zone, especially. I don't spend as much time as I need to in nature because my rowing is through row house. I'm not on the water. If I was on the water, it'd be different. But then I want to be able to do this in the middle of the winter and frankly, in the middle of the heat of the summer. So it works out well. The comfort zone and under my own power are two fundamental parts of what makes me function. Mm-hmm. What, what part of my, I guess, my psyche. And it all really ties with, I take that and I can set micro goals based on that. Mm-hmm. Micro goals can be everything from, I'm going to act, I'm going to complete this bike ride. I'm going to complete the circuit, circuit, the route. And that becomes a win. Yay, win. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go celebrate. It also, it allows me the clarity not only to make decisions. So it does have this decision-making and problem-solving component, but it also allows me creativity. Mm-hmm. For me to function like a human being should function, I need, I need that. So did you feel like you were able to work out a lot of problem-solving or a lot of things while on the bike? This weekend. Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. It was not only thinking about, oh, wow, this would work if we did this. And then I would box you, but riding next to my husband, it offered, it was also like a relation. There was a relationship clarity moments as Mm -hmm. well. When you do things like that with another person, whether it's a spouse or a family member or a friend or a coworker or whatever it is, this is how you build experiences mm-hmm. and experiences. Ultimately, I, I strongly believe are what gets, helps get you through the bad times and the, mm-hmm. I mean, making good times, but mm-hmm. then you have those, those experiences to call upon and reflect upon and just remember when times are not as good. And I think it's yeah. really valuable and very important. I agree. So it's kind of like masterminding. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I could, would absolutely positively love to do a masterminding adventure at something like the Bourbon Bird. Oh yeah. Biking, just going out there biking. And there were teams there that mm-hmm. rode it, you know, people who rode in, in packs. And so, oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Like six, six. Oh, oh. Who, who'd be up for that? Who wants me, to me, me, me. see that? Me, me, me. That would be so much fun. And then hanging out by the campfire at night, listening to music, can't, glamping, glamping, glamping. Yeah. And problem solving because there's so many things that we work out in motion and in exactly. movement. And Exactly. You know, I know oftentimes if I'm in a rut or I'm just feeling shitty, normally it just takes the poke from my husband or like even you to say like, well, when was the last time you went running? When exactly. was the last time you got out? When was the last time you started, you moved? And there's something incredibly grounding about being outside in nature 
that allows us to sit yep. and refocus. And so the fact that you were able to take the time away from your business mm-hmm. to go do that really fueled both the personal and the professional yes. goals that you were setting Yes, because there was just so many things that you were working out because yeah, she was boxing me all day Saturday. I was at the pumpkin patch with my kids and all day Saturday, I'm getting these pings from people like, we should do this. And I had thought about this. And when we think about this and it really did, it got the creative juices flowing for you. Yes. Very, very, very much so. Very much so. So I highly recommend for our listeners, finding something that interests you, finding mm-hmm. whatever it is that has movement and it could be walking, it, you know, uh, there's, there's so many different options, but that really gets you moving forward, requires you to have some, some physical activity and just, just do things, do stuff mm-hmm. outside. Well, you know, well, you know, for us in most of the country, it's as long as we can weather-wise. Or you can come to South Texas where the weather is finally beautiful enough to be outside all the time. Okay. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. It's going to be a stretch for some of you. (laughs) So what is the next adventure? The next adventure is, oh my God, it would be running with, yeah, the Disney. Is it running with me? Don't sound so excited about it. No, yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just not a runner. So this is going to be, this will, this will be very interesting. I, my intent was never to sign up for a half marathon. I don't know that I will ultimately do a half marathon. My, my initial intent was a 5k which seems so much more palatable. I will be there. I have the two, two. And I think, again, it's, it's a matter of just, you know, having different types of experiences. I will probably have to, for my own mental, whatever, set some goals in there because, oh my God, a half marathon running. Ooh. I mean, you talked about being nervous at the beginning of this. I'm nervous about So I guess that's a really good question too. And then I'll let you wrap up, but how do you get over that nervousness when you are setting a goal and you are doing something outside of your comfort zone? How do you overcome that nervous energy and not just like quit before you even start? I always run through my head. What is the worst thing that could happen? I know with the biking, it's like, oh, I could get hit by a car and die. Then I'm like, Okay. And I actually literally had this conversation with myself. It got really dark, really fast. Went really dark, really (laughs) fast. And then the second thing is what's the worst thing that could happen. And then I was like, it was a toss up between getting hit by a car and being paralyzed and my husband getting hit by a car and dying. Jesus. But then I really, boy, I know you're like, why did I ask this question? (laughs) Then I'm like, okay, let's bring this back to, you know, joy and happiness. And I really, but I do think what's the worst thing that happened? Well, the worst thing that happens is I don't finish, but at the same time, unless you start, you're never going to know. And if the worst thing that happens is I end up biking, you know, halfway and I'm like, I'm done. And I, I send my husband back for the car or something. It's okay. Yeah. Because it's more than I would have done. I, I always sort of laugh when they say a rowing, you know, showing up is half the battle. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, 
the battle doesn't start until you show up. So it's not like 50, 50, it's Mm -hmm. zero and then a hundred percent. And then once you start, it's generally like most things, maybe 20% skill and 80% mindset. And it's really a matter of just, I mean, I think about jumping in the water with sharks. Sometimes you just gotta jump. Well, no, no, you no, do not. No, no you, you do don't. not. It was just no, it was like on the top 10 things. So Wendy says that because she did jump yeah, in did with sharks. And I said, absolutely hells to the no. I am not doing that. I've seen way too much of Shark Week on the yeah. Discovery Channel to be yeah. signing up for that. But yes, but, sometimes you, you know, just have to jump. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's like this 80% of mindset that says, well, what's this going to be like? I can do this and I can do this for as long as I want to do this. So just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Not everything has to end up at completion. Sometimes it's like, oh, I think about zip lining. There were 10, whatever. I did three of them. And Mm -hmm. I was really happy with that because this is something that also really petrified me. You do what you can do. And then you, you tell you, then you get to live to tell the story the next day and try to something else. And and you don't compare yourself to anyone else. Oh, heck no. Oh my gosh. And that's hard. And that's super, super hard. And as humans, I think we're wired to compare. It's like you do you. You do you. Yes. All right. And on that note, thanks for listening. Who's got an adventure coming up that they want to share? We want to hear about your adventures. Otherwise, the wait list for masterminding adventures is always open at Serendipitous Rebel. Link in show notes. And we will catch you guys next time on the next adventure. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media. Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.